Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Marketing Corner with Casper and Jen. And tonight we're going to take a little turn off of paid ad uh, hack growth hacking motorway and go on to the content motorway. Yeah, it's all, it's all part of making marketing work, right? Oh. It's all part of marketing. Uh, but our last episode, we got kind of tech heavy in paid advertising on LinkedIn. And now we're going to be moving uh, on a slightly different track, talking about content clusters in your content strategy. So Casper, mm. why don't you give us um, a little uh, overview of what that is? Yeah, definitely. So essentially what we want to talk about here is uh, what, what you typically refer to as your content cluster strategy. It also ties very in well with our pillar page structure, and it's essentially the same, slight differences. From a very high level understanding, it's essentially, uh, instead of just making, what a lot of people do, uh, mistakenly do, is that they just produce content, like for the sake of producing content. And they do like, okay, let's talk about this topic. Hey, our buyer persona wants to talk about this, let's talk about this. And yes, some of that uh, tying into what your buyer persona wants to hear about, definitely a good idea. At the end of the day, content is made for the same purpose as everything else in marketing. It's to generate lead, right? You want to, and, and especially when it comes to content, you want to produce it with a purpose. So you want to do it with the purpose of generating leads. And in the end of the day, most of the time when you produce content, you do it to rank on Google. Let's be real. Like that, that is why you should produce most of your content is that you want to be found on Google. And, and the cluster strategy, content cluster strategy is made specifically for that. So the, what you do is you identify keywords. You start at a keyword level. You do that in multiple different ways. Uh, what I've done in the past is typically if there's no foundation, what I do is I grab from the competitors. So I say, okay, what are the competitors that we look at? What are they organically and paid Google ads? What are they paying for or ranking for? Like, and then I just pull, extract all that data from uh, Ahrefs or whatever tool. Then I take that data and then I say, okay, what are these different keywords that would be interesting to us that has good volume, competition makes sense, CPC, all that jazz. Look at it and make sense. And then you group it together into clusters, keyword clusters. And then uh, as an example, it could be uh, a cluster in, in United FinTech. We have a cluster called, we call it fair value. that talks about one of the products. We have fair value pricing. And then there's multiple keywords. So the main uh, content or keyword we focus on is fair value. So the supporting keywords to that is fair market value, it's intrinsic value of stocks, calculating fair market value, et cetera, et cetera, right? So all these different keywords that tie into the same place. So, so that's essentially how we do a content cluster. And then by doing that, you suddenly find a way to say, okay, these are the things we want to cover. And if we do that, if we produce content that talks about these topics, then we're in the right direction of talking about the things that people search for. And that's the important part. People actually search for and find useful and also we find it makes sense to our business. So there's a bunch of different good things about it. And then the pillar page, you can add as on top of that. That's kind of a, in my opinion, that's a layer on top of that. Because once you have your content cluster, then you, your pillar page is essentially using, then you wanna make the best piece of content within this topic. So let's say, let's take fair value. So let's say fair value, uh, that's, the, that's the topic. Then we create a pillar page, so massive, so extensive typically. And then it encapsulates all these different content pieces. It can then spins out content. So in 
let's take the fair value piece, then it talks about calculating fair value. Well, maybe that's an article in and in and of itself. That's a blog post in itself. And then the blog post is, let's say, 600 words or 1,000 words, and then it links back to the pillar page, which is 3,000 words, huge, right? And then suddenly you have a, a big piece of content that has all these smaller pieces of content supporting it, and Google picks up on this. It's very important. Google picks up on this, and then you suddenly really become an authority within a space. So, so that, that's the very short version of how you want to do it. Uh, I haven't, I've never written a blog post in my life myself, so I, I love the technical strategic part behind it, but, but uh, I've seen it work multiple times and I've helped a lot of people do it now and it's, it's, it still works. So it's an actually a quite old tactic, but it's, just, it's still amazing. That's really interesting because we do something similar, but we start at the other end. So, but I like the, you know, working with what people are Googling anyway, what people are searching for and building from that. Um, we did something similar, but we identified our core sort of three core areas we want to dominate. Um, and this is based on our mission and, and the product and what, what we're trying to do in the world, tech <laughs> and employer uh, employee empowerment and um, efficiency was okay. the third pillar. And so um, what we did is actually, we worked with a, a great PR agency, shout out to Fire on the Hill. Uh, you should check them out, they're really great. Um, that and, and so we we kind of said these are the core pillars so we're going to make content for these pillars and that kind of spiraled out you know like you said with your clusters but at the same time we need to be featured in magazines where this is a core element so we need to be talked about in tech magazines we need to be talked about in empowerment uh, employee empowerment articles and we need to be talked about in efficiency wording and we need to use our social media to make sure we're involved in these conversations. We're retweeting people, we're commenting on our other articles. And this is where we had the ability to use a PR agency who could help us manage all that because it was very time, you know, time consuming, but to make sure that we are involved in those conversations that are happening that are related to our product and related to the space that we want to dominate. And then we would look at of course, Google Analytics, we would look at AREFs, we would look at what people are talking about and make sure that these clusters that spiral off are hitting the right notes and resonating with the right people. And then what content are they engaging with? Let's build an infographic from there. Let's do a webinar series off of that. And we kind of made sure that, but, but we didn't want to go too crazy and too far out. We always wanted to stick to kind of the three core areas that we wanted to dominate. Yeah, but uh, I, think that, I think that makes perfect sense. That's totally fine. And you, you took it a step further with introducing PR right to a mix. So, and uh, I think what, what, I've, what I've used this for is I actually, like I used to draw it up when I had to draw it on a whiteboard in, in three bubbles. So you first do, the thing, you first you take all your Google Ads data that can be from yourself and from the competitors, and then you take all your organic data, your Google Search Console and predicts, again, from also competitors. And then at the last part, and that's the one you introduced here, is the vision, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so sometimes, like uh, if you're especially, I remember early days of Templify, we were like, okay, we want to uh, dominate template management. There's template management's not a thing. <laughs> so, so we want to make people like that's also part of it. Sometimes you have to, as a marketeer, introduce the, the topic to the world, right? So, so that's what I call the vision part. Uh, like, and that has to be a part of it. So, you have to you gather data from these three pools of data. And that's what comprises into at least what I've done, like my content cluster strategy. And for me, then it shapes a lot of things. Like it, it shapes the direction of what the content you're producing. So your organic team, like, so your content team, what pieces of blogs, SEO pages, all that stuff, where, what direction is that going? And the good thing is also that it aligns perfectly well with your Google ads team, your, your search team, right? 
because then they also know okay these are the, the clusters these are just like word typologies we should be focusing on and having this like unified approach just with everything else works fantastic mm-hmm. i would typically what i would do when i do this is also split all the keywords because then you by the end of the day you also have a list of keywords right that's also the goal of this so you have like you have a content cluster but in that content cluster typically i do a mind map so we have a mind map where it's like okay this is the keyword what keyword springs out from that and what mm-hmm. keyword springs out from those keywords and then, uh, and then, so you always have like for your content team, hey, go focus on these, but you can also split that into even three pillars or more and then say, okay, what are the purely organic terms? So an organic term would be something like, and let's use fair value, would be what is fair value? When you're searching for what is fair value, you might be a student, right? Or you might be someone exploratory. They're not really looking to buy. Well, let's say you're searching for uh, fair value pricing software, right? If you're looking for that, you're probably looking for a software to solve a solution, or maybe you look for software solution to make it even more. There's a high intent behind it. So that's the keyword that you want to put Google Ads money into. But the first one, you don't want to put Google Ads into, but it's really important to, because there could be a lot of potential in that other. Mm-hmm. So, so splitting that is actually good. Then, of course, there's some keywords that both want to be on, but there's also that natural split there that you can create with this. Yeah, So Absolutely. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And again, having those keywords and, and you can use tools to help you come up with relevant keywords as well if you're not the most creative person on the planet. So sometimes in Google, for example, they can do suggested keywords based on a particular topic and things like that, which could be helpful. And you typically, like you probably, if you work in a marketing department, woman shop, you like use Ahrefs. Like uh, Ahrefs <laughs> is my preferred tool on this. Uh, I've used SEMrush before, perfectly fine. Like I don't necessarily have a any I, I use Ahrefs so um, but but whatever tool it is just uh, these tools can get you really really far and you'll be if you haven't ever done stuff like this before you'll be shocked at how much data you can get from your competitors and other people and and uh, it's just a really good way to work and without dropping names like um, in this year that United Fintech has existed since we introduced this strategy and it's only half a year old because uh, that's where I hired my first person Simona shout out to her she's awesome <laughs> Um, but, I know uh, her. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's awesome. Uh, no, but um, we've actually uh, we are outperforming some of the best Danish B two B SaaS startups in Denmark on incomes and content, and that's just because we're doing this strategy. They're not like it's it's sometimes that simple. Yes, uh, I can give all these sorts of reasons, but um, like I did the analysis the other day on a team. Like, you know, that there, I think there, uh, if I'm not, I think there are thirteen people. Uh, don't put me on this i think there are 13 people and they've had they've existed for a bunch of years a month, bunch of years five ten years and they've done content for all that time and we outdid their content we're ranked like we have more traffic we have more rankings in half a year a little bit more than half a year that they've done for 10 years and that's because there's been, never been a strategy there's never been yeah. like we're just producing content for the sake of content but i so, think also having a strategy helps keep your content team sane they love because it. it's so easy to get pulled in so many different directions, especially when you're a content person. One minute you're doing a case study, then you're doing LinkedIn posts, then you're doing a blog. Like it's so easy to be pulled around. And so it's so important to have a strategy to help give them at least guideposts of like, this is the kind of area we need to stick. These are the kind of words we're trying to use. You know, uh, and if you're being asked to do something way over here, they're going to have to have a really good reason why you should be focusing on that and not 
this. And I think you bring up an extremely valid point. And that's also something I've experienced in you know, FinTech. And I, I recently consulted a Swedish uh, startup, I can mention, but um, ScaleUp, and um, they didn't have a content strategy. And what, when you don't have a real strategy for what to do, like you say, hey, you want to pursue thought leadership content, right? Like thought leadership piece content and stuff like that. Make me a thought leader. Uh, uh, okay. right? You want to <laughs> yeah. produce bullshit content. No, but you want to produce content, right? Then you end up in the, uh, you have no arguments bracket. Where it's like mm-hmm. sales go and say, hey, why don't we write about this? And then you say, okay, it's good. And then it's suddenly it's sales who dictates everything. And, and uh, had a perfect case study from you know, FinTech or ourselves is that uh, the best performing uh, blog posts in terms of traffic and actual also generating leads, let's see if they close, we, can, we haven't seen that yet, but, but, but um, is actually the one that sales hate the most. <laughs> <laughs> and the one they like the most is the one of not the worst performing, but all one of the worst performing ones. And mm. the, it's nothing to do with the fact that sales doesn't know people or stuff like. It's definitely not that. It's just Google knows people better than we do. Like the pe- the thing people search for, that is golden. That's that should be your guiding star. Yes, there's sometimes things people don't search for. We can make content that's goes beyond that but but as a foundation this is be, should be where you start mm-hmm. i have so many examples of the people producing content and never actually getting results and also like and, and, and you brought like this thing about like have giving con- your content team direction but also means that once you give your content team direction they're just like you and i on a lot of things there yeah, they produce the content and like to write stuff and more than we do maybe but they also like to have a goal right they also mm-hmm. like hey and they also want to see traction now you can literally show them traction. Okay, we're mm-hmm. ranking on more of these keywords. We're getting more traffic. We're getting higher session duration, lower bounce rate, more mm-hmm. demo conversions, more guidance, blah, 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 all that jazz. All these things you can actually track and see, okay, we're, it's, it's going good. <laughs> like uh, we're ranking on the keywords we want to rank on instead yeah. of just like you're suddenly ranking for this keyword that has nothing to do with what we wanted to achieve. Right? And that plays into KPIs, right? And that's why you have to have KPIs and key metrics that, that are things that content can firstly achieve because when you're making your content team based on MQLs, that's not going to help them in any way. And also things that, yeah, kind of give them, show how they're contributing to the revenue being generated. So we can see that our organic traffic has increased because of X, Y, Z. That organic traffic is leading to money being generated. It's reducing our CAC because it's free. And, you know, so it's a great way of getting, I think sometimes branding teams and content teams kind of get left behind in terms of KPIs because it's so business focused, but the focus is generating leads, generating SALs, generating SQLs, generating, uh, you know, higher uh, value customers. But actually they can do that, but you have to frame it in a way that is achievable for the the content team and the branding people so that they can yeah. just run with it. Definitely. Um, and that's... Yeah. And, and there's there's synergy effects, right? Like so so one of the things about like content strategy and content in general is that content is the ultimate long game, right? Together with thought leadership, which is kind of like the pillar out of, out there, then then for me at least content and ranking organically, what I call SEO, right? Search engine that's that's the long game. It's mm-hmm. the best ROI of any marketing investment you'll ever make. Like in terms of channels, like LinkedIn, Facebook, all that jazz. I'm a huge proponent of LinkedIn. We'll never come close to that. Let's be, just be real. Like uh, the ROI of content is is the best. It just takes time. Like yeah. it takes a bunch and of time. And sometimes people who and, don't get marketing don't understand 
and they want immediate results and And, yeah it doesn't really work that way take us as an example we've done extremely well and we we yes we've generated leads we haven't closed anything organic yet that will come in this year hopefully but Mm -hmm. but uh, and we're half a half a year doing our content journey right and we've done amazing but not every company does amazing and then you're looking at a a trajectory of like at least two years before you start seeing good results that requires a lot of ice in your belly to be able to do that right like uh because there will be someone who knocks at your door and says after you casper we're not seeing anything like <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Like, well, what the hell was that all for? And yes. we found also when we were doing a website rebrand, you know, we, we were focusing a lot on SEO and, and things like that. Technical SEO as we were rebranding and we were, you know, we were given a KPI of like, we need to see the hockey stick within three months. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're going to see the hockey stick in 18 months, maybe 24 months. But the fact that we haven't done it at all for five years is why you're not seeing anything right now. So like, just you got to trust you got to trust the process and if you have managers who get marketing you know you're lucky and they wait and they understand and they let you do what needs to be done but if you don't then yeah you're going to get under pressure but i think also this the, the content cluster strategy is a great way to show there is thought process behind the, the content strategy so you can say to management you're not going to see anything right away but here is a strategy and here's why we're doing this it's not just like what should we write today? Uh, you know, exactly. and, like, and that at least can buy you time and, and kind of buy, get, get them on your on side. Exactly. And uh, we actually used it exactly for that here. And, you know, I think because we have some people that, uh, that are, that have extremely experienced within fi- financial services and, and work in sales, but they haven't worked with mode style marketing that we, you and I do, right? Like digital marketing in general. They never mm-hmm. really work with that. So, so understanding just in general, how Google works and how you, content plays into like google that's been that's been a real challenge they're very open about it but they've also been open about the fact that they don't know so so designing the strategy and say like okay this is why we do what we do that's been so good because now what it essentially did was essentially say okay this is why we do what we do and then the questions were reduced from i don't know a million to two or whatever right mm-hmm. like uh, so every time a content piece would come out before it'd be like why are we doing this blah 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 boom 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 hey we should do this boom now suddenly we reduced to like okay i like this uh, maybe it could change this i don't like this part uh, this doesn't make sense or whatever right instead of being a strategic question it became more of like a factual question if there's mm-hmm. some factual stuff wrong and that's that's also the point of like elevates this talk maybe to a little bit higher of doing strategies like just having a strategy is not only for your singular purpose but also for the rest of the organization like knowing what direction you're moving in like why are you doing what you do and you, and it's we, not like uh, you should prove every day but but it, it helps it makes your life easier yes and we go more in depth in that on uh, stakeholder management and marketing episode 12 available yeah. in the archives yeah, it's good it's good it's a good one <laughs> <laughs> it is a good one and it's it's something that I think every marketer can relate to, right? I want, I want to want to add one thing. Um, yeah. So so what I've introduced, like the content cluster strategy, is a foundation strategy, right? So so it's if you don't have any strategy today, then it's perfect as a foundation strategy. But you also want to want to support it with distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a golden rule that I always go by. Like a lot of people, they spend most of their time producing the content, where actually they should spend most of their time distributing, right? Eighty twenty rule. But what I mean with distribution is there's a bunch of different ways, but one of the ways I think still works, and uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it, is uh, link building. Mm-hmm. So essentially buying, what you do is you get a, typically you get a CEO agency, you can do it yourself, it's a little bit more, requires a little bit more, but typically you get a CEO agency and sometimes uh, they're ethical, too ethical to do it. <laughs> Most people do it. But essentially what they do is that they buy links to your, to, mm-hmm. to your articles, right? Like So they get, you know, some... Uh, 
big block to say, hey, uh, UI FinTech is the best at uh, real-time market data or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then they create a link to you and that has a lot of link juice and stuff like that. That stuff still works. In the future, it will probably not work, but we've been saying that for 20 years. So, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, you never know. Like, uh, does it still work today? Absolutely. Would I still be doing it? Am I still doing it today? Yes, absolutely. Would I still be doing it today? It's 100%. Absolutely. So, uh, especially for markets like the US, it's still incredibly important to do link building. Like it's, I would almost say impossible to do without. Of course, there's cases probably the proves me wrong, but but yeah, but I've, do it I've worked with uh, link building agencies, and and the good ones will give you kind of a a range of risk, right? It's kind of super low risk, medium risk, super high risk that you're gonna get caught, and and Google's gonna come down on you. But we went kind of low risk and we still saw that our domain ranking went from 15 to 62 in like eight months, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. And and part of that also is content sharing. So we will have like good content and we use an agency to kind of find good sites with good domain rankings where we can put this content on. And sometimes money isn't even, you know, it's more we've got this content, it's related. But one thing we do not do is we do not have links on our site. And that's something that uh, is... I think really important and a lot of marketers ask about this right like should we also put the link on our website if you can get away with not doing that i would recommend not yeah. doing that because you do not want to drive traffic away from your website so mm. um just remember that when you're nego- if you decide to go down this route and and you're negotiating exactly you want to do some you want to do valuable links right like when links make sense then it's okay in yeah. my opinion like uh like because also like Google keeps designing like if there's no outgoing links sometimes that's also actually a negative like uh, mm. Google are like okay that's why you why you not <laughs> do, you, do you think you're the ultimate expert I don't think that's how it, the thought things but that's kind of the point I think like uh, link building speak and you said like social sharing right I think people put a little bit too much emphasis on social sharing unless you go all in I think it's like an all in or nothing in my opinion because mm-hmm. a lot of people what they do is just they just we just share on social where we actually just do that. I'm not here to play an angel here, but <laughs> where we just like we share on social and then we repurpose content so we use it then and stuff. That's also part of it. That's the distribution. But you can do so much more, right? Like you can do mm. like all these like, hey, go to Reddit forums, go to Quora questions, find yeah. uh, Facebook groups, like LinkedIn groups maybe, or have your salespeople share the stuff over over push it. There's so much stuff like community management in that part that yeah. that can elevate your content, really make it even better. Um, so so that part is a big part of the success as well but you in my opinion you should start with a foundation and then all this fancy distribution should should be there and once you are capable and got to a point where you can do it then it should be a big part but you have to get to that point first absolutely and if you're a one-person army that's real hard to do so maybe stick to Yeah. yeah so maybe find you know where your core market is and we talked about that in the previous episode when we talked about linkedin paid advertising like know who is on what channel because yeah. if you don't have the resources, you got to just stick with what works. And sometimes Quora is not where you need to be. Sometimes yeah. it is, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, and, and, but and no. I think Medium is a good example. Like uh, we mm. mentioned uh, Stefan, I think he did a did a test once when he released a blog post on, on growthhackers.com, which is like this site for growth hackers, like a forum thing. They also have a tool. And I think that was a, they got so much traffic out of it. Like so, so much traffic, multiple demos. I'm not sure one of the best, one of the best things he ever did. I'm not Mm. mistaken. It's definitely good. And I'm I'm like, that makes sense, right? He he got, he made a post specifically for that forum and put it in there and distributed it there. And then he shared, reshared, reshared. Mm -hmm. 
that's smart and that's distribution at its finest way. Yeah. It doesn't have Absolutely. to be fancy or anything. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Any I last think, thoughts? Uh, no, I think I think this uh, this kind of covers it. Like uh, it's a uh, it's it's a way to 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 put your content into uh, into a, like to have a strategy around it. Like uh, creating like uh, have make and uh, take the time to make your mind map. But making a mind map is actually really good. It makes it really visual. Suddenly you understand all the all the things you can talk about. Because you can talk about the whole world, right? So you have to narrow it down somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of being visual with uh, with everything I'm trying to do is to help keep it organized, right? And stay on task exactly awesome cool Thanks, all right guys. Well, i hope that was helpful and uh, we'll see you in the next episode yeah take care guys bye, bye.